Grab the popcorn and pop in the DVD. How have the images of doctors in movies changed over the years? What does it say about us? And what can we doctors learn from that? You're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Glenn Flores, Professor of Pediatrics and Public Health at UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. Welcome, Glenn. Hello. Thank you for inviting me to speak with you today, Michael. I think we should like turn the lights down now and start the films, and <laughs> but we're radio, so we can't do that. So, so listen, first of all, tell us about yourself and how you got interested in the images of physicians in movies. Where did this start? Sure. Well, I'm, uh, as you mentioned, currently Professor of Pediatrics and Director of the Division of General Pediatrics at UT Southwestern and Children's Medical Center here in Dallas. Uh, I was born in the New York area, grew up in Connecticut, went to Harvard College, and then got my MD from the University of California, San Francisco School of Medicine. Did my pediatric residency at New York Hospital, Cornell Medical Center, and then was a Robert Wood Johnson clinical scholar at Yale University. And basically, I've always loved watching movies, and I owe much of this passion to my late mother, Growing up, one of the big family activities was gathering around the television to watch movies, and I got exposed at an early age to many of the classics in film, and this experience was made all the more fascinating by my mother's encyclopedic knowledge of actors and directors and storylines. And although my mother was a social worker, which is also a big reason why I devoted my life as a physician to helping people, my mother also dabbled in acting and at one point made a cameo appearance in the Mia Farrell film, Reckless. In medical school, I became increasingly fascinated by the portrayal of physicians in the movies, and my fellowship as a Robert Johnson clinical scholar at Yale provided me the intellectual freedom to take a film studies course and conduct a study of the portrayal of physicians in film. And in the study, I analyzed 131 films with physicians as main characters, spanning eight decades and originating from nine countries. And needless to say, I ate a lot of popcorn along the way. Do you remember what your first movie was that you ever saw? Uh, gee, I really don't. That's a good question. It might have been Wizard of Oz. I remember mine. It was called Jupiter's Darling. It was a <laughs> terrible movie with painted elephants, and I remember being dragged to the Hyde Park Theater. It's, it's amazing how those images stick in your mind. <laughs> so you, you wrote your seminal paper, which I have here, but it seems like you're doing more work on it as, as time goes by. Yeah, well, it's hard to keep me away from movies. It's become more difficult now that I have more responsibilities directing in the vision and doing other research projects and I would love to get back to analyzing some of the films that have come out over the last five to six years. So actually, I haven't been able to do as much as I'd like. So let's talk about how we're doing. According to your latest paper, our image as doctors since the 60s is suffering. Let's go back to the early movies and talk about some of those. What are some of your favorites? Uh, in terms of the earlier movies? Earlier or... movies, right. And, what, and how do they portray us? Actually, you talked about the categories of mad scientist and humanitarian. Talk to us about that first. Okay, well, we try to, when we're viewing the films, analyze them on a variety of factors. And one of the things we try to look at is, you know, could you come up with a summary descriptive adjective? And uh, compassionate healer, for example, applied to about 56% of cinematic physicians. And among those, 12% actually had a transformation, either gaining or losing their caring and concern after a critical experience. A lot of those we saw early on in films. And other Adjectives that came up included mad scientists, egotists, philanderers and nymphomaniacs, greedy and materialistic, cold and detached, ambitious and driven, even homicidal, cynical and jaded, and unethical. Now, obviously, there aren't as many films one can analyze when you're approaching the filmography of physicians in the movies, but we did find the, the first version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, early. 
classic from 1920. Then in the 1930s, you see more films, and uh, some of the, the best films in the group that we looked at were from the era from 1930 to 1939. So, for example, uh, Aerosmith, based on the, the book, and uh, The Citadel, uh, Dark Victory, was also, I think, one of the best that you can see early on. That's interesting that you bring up Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because I think of that more as a horror film and not a physician film, but you're right, it's Dr. Jekyll. Sure, sure. And I never put that in the category. The early films seem to be pretty good, and we, we seem to come off okay, I think. And what happens as time progresses? So from the 1920s to the 1950s, film physicians were predominantly portrayed in a positive light, with the interesting exception in the 1930s when there were lots of horror films. I'm not sure why that was. There was a preoccupation. And then what you see is since the 1960s, there's been a general decline in positive portrayals and a steady increase in negative portrayals such that approximately half of all film physicians in the last two decades have been portrayed negatively. For example, in the 1980s, 52% of portrayals were negative, and in the 1990s, 48% were negative. Again, levels exceeded only in the 1930s. The 1990s also saw the highest proportion of films depicting physicians with negative attributes who were transformed into compassionate, caring healers only after experiencing a major crisis, which is kind of a scary trend for our, our profession. So, for example, in the 1997 film Sun Chaser, the materialistic and egotistical oncologist Dr. Michael Reynolds, who actually was played by Woody Harrelson, becomes compassionate and concerned only after being kidnapped by a terminal patient who's a convicted murderer, and he forces Dr. Reynolds to accompany him on the journey to find a Native American holistic healer. In Doc Hollywood from 1991, Dr. Ben Stone, who was played by Michael J. Fox, is eagerly looking forward to starting his job as a very rich Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, and it's only after he's forced to practice family medicine in a rural southern town, and this is as a punishment for a traffic ticket, does he become a compassionate healer, and he eventually takes the position permanently, renouncing the lucrative plastic surgery practice. And one more example on The Doctor from 1991, Dr. Jack McKee, who's played by William Hurt, is an insensitive, brusque, cardiothoracic surgeon who's transformed into an empathic, caring physician only after being diagnosed with and treated for laryngeal cancer. And that's actually based on a, a true story and autobiography. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Glenn Flores, professor of pediatrics and public health from the UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas, about the images of physicians in movies. So let's talk about these few films like The Doctor. What do you think was happening in society here? Because I, I love The Doctor. I actually called the guy who wrote the book because I was writing for American Medical News at the time. I had a nice chat with him. What kind of message does that give about the way doctors were behaving then, and how does that affect the public? Well, I think movie physicians in this decade, in the 1990s, all too often are portrayed as egotistical, materialistic, uncaring, and unethical, and of concern for the medical profession is this distorted image of physicians that the movie industry increasingly presents to the public is, I think, going to do some damage. Movies are a potent force in popular culture because they are so accessible, aggressively marketed, heavily financed, and hugely popular. Negative cinematic portrayals of physicians may create expectations of similar behaviors, attitudes, values, and practices when patients visit their real-life physicians, and impaired patient-physician relationships are a potential consequence Bombarded by these repeated negative cinematic physician stereotypes, a patient might, for example, on the first visit, expect his or her physician to be egotistical, materialistic, uncaring, and unethical. And communication, trust, adherence, and satisfaction may therefore adversely be affected. 
In all fairness, however, I think movies about physicians also can be viewed as useful gauges of public opinion about the medical profession. The rise in cinematic depictions of hurried, detached physicians lacking in empathy may, in fact, reflect the public's desire for more time and empathy during medical visits. Such film portrayals might be viewed by physicians as informative warnings about the adverse consequences of an age of medicine increasingly dominated by paperwork, shorter visits, clinical productivity pressures, cost-cutting, and utilization review. Okay, so what do we do as doctors? Do we write letters to Hollywood and say, please portray us as we are, not as you want us to be? <laughs> or do we, just, do we just suck it up and go to the movies and laugh at ourselves? Well, I think one interesting strategy might be infiltration. I think some of the most interesting film portrayals of physicians and more realistic portrayals are those that involve physicians writing the script themselves. And so I'd like to see more physicians writing about the profession of medicine, the incredible power one has in, in terms of the insight into the human condition when you're dealing with families who are going through illness and uh, needy families often. And I think it would be amazing to, to hear more physician voices in film and also on TV for that matter. That's okay to say, but so now we have doctors like myself who have a book and have written a book, and how, how do you get Hollywood interested? Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's always the big question that I think uh, is outside the realm of physician training, but it involves getting more experience with Hollywood and, and the process and, and figuring out uh, how one can uh, nurture those ideas and books and, and turn them into screenplays and movie scripts that the public then has access to. Let's talk specifically about some movies, okay, that are really great ones. Let's go back and talk about The Doctor. What do you think about the character of Jack McKee, and do you think that the way he changed is actually positive for people, showing them that doctors are human too and they can change? How about that attitude? Yeah, I think that's why that was such a, a powerful film, because you know, you see an interesting acculturation process with medical students, and I believe there have been both qualitative and quantitative studies of a lot of medical students in their preclinical years come in with a lot of compassion, empathy, and motivation to help the needy and, and care for people. And there's something about the acculturation process uh, on both the clinical time during medical school and I think during residency, I think, in a sense, taken to the extreme in House of God. But, but the reason why it resonates with so many physicians is that there's a certain culture. You're put in a highly intense situation with a lot of pressure and uh, often under conditions of sleep deprivation, and that sometimes forces you to make decisions and approach the care of patients in a way that you didn't think you would originally. And so I think sometimes we're focusing on procedures and outcomes and discharges and, and not taking a more holistic approach. And I, so that's why I think that particular film was so powerful for physicians because you, know, you get into this pattern, and uh, particularly I think for a cardiothoracic surgeon, you have a, immense power that you, you sometimes don't understand. And so unless you've been on the other side of the scalpel and gone through the sometimes humiliating process of being a patient, you don't really understand why some of the humanistic aspects of medicine are so important. So I particularly liked the end of the film where he forced residents and medical students to actually have to admit themselves as a patient and have the funny gowns showing your rear and getting IVs put in and getting woken up 10 times a night to get vital signs. It's the only way you can really understand and, and gain that necessary empathy. Do you show movies to your students? Yeah, actually, uh, for, for several years at uh, my prior institution, I had a session 
just focused on what movies can teach us as physicians, and we would take clips from uh, several different movies that I thought were instructive or humorous or, or gave us more insight uh, into how we can improve the, the patient-physician relationship. And I think the, the students really appreciated that and it gave them a perspective that they're not used to having. And it gave them time away from studying that, some of that boring stuff, right? Exactly. All right. Glenn, thanks for being our guest today and discussing Doctors on the Silver Screen. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library, and we thank you for listening. Hi, this is Dr. Emil Allen with Practice Pearls in Gainesville, Virginia. And every chance I get, I listen to the channel for medical professionals, ReachMD XM 157.